Welcome to LHU, where we work through various topics, questions, and issues to help followers of Jesus engage their minds and grow in their faith. All right, so as we talk about this idea that God is approachable, that he wants to connect with you, there's a couple things that can make it hard for us to approach God, hard to have a relationship with him. And I want to call these things blinders, things that make it difficult to see that God actually wants us. He's inviting us into a life that's lived with him. And so there's two blinders that I think are the biggest that we're going to take a moment just to work through right now. Number one, the first blinder, is bad examples. So this happens when someone in our life who should have loved us, cared for us, uh, guided us, and ultimately pointed us towards God, pointed us towards a relationship with Jesus, in fact, they fail us in that capacity. So maybe you're watching this and you grew up in a church that was very judgmental or very legalistic or very angry, and now subconsciously or consciously, you take those characteristics and you've pasted them onto God. So you view God as judgmental or angry or legalistic. This happens all the time when it comes to parents. So moms and dads uh, in, in the family unit, that should be a place of caring, of safety, of love, of guidance, ultimately it should really model for us how much God loves us. But let's say you came from a family background, as we know happens frequently, where mom or dad were cold, or they were distant, or they um, were even neglectful. What often happens is whether we realize it or not, we'll take those same characteristics and then that is how we see God. Bad examples, really what's happening in these situations is an eclipse. We know naturally that what happens during an eclipse, it's when the moon comes between us and the sun and it blocks the sun's light. What happens in bad examples is that a person, a, a bad example will come in between us and God. And so we can't see God as approachable. We'll see him as angry or neglectful or judgmental. And, and really we're, we're basing our view of God on the failings of bad example. So Going all the way back to last class where we said what we think about God, how we view God is the most important thing about us. We have to ask ourselves at the outset of connecting with him and cultivating a relationship, man, what is my view of God based on? Is it based on who he says he is in his word or have I constructed a whole framework of who God is and it's based on bad examples? As we sort of start this process, of connecting with God. Some of us, you may need to hit the reset button in your relationship with God. You may need to say, hey, I, I'm starting over because my view of who God is, it's, it's just built on all these impressions of people who have let me down. So I'm starting over. I, I need a new foundation to prayerfully and carefully say to God, I want to see you rightly and I want to view you as you truly are. So help me see you through who you say you are in your word not through the lens of people who have let me down. Bad examples is an important blinder that needs to be addressed. A second blinder is bad theology. 
or you could say just not understanding the gospel. And this happens all the time because the way every other religion works is you obey and then you'll be accepted. Um, you follow the rules, you check the boxes, you, you do the right things, and then you'll be accepted, and then you'll be welcomed, and then you'll be loved. That's how every other religion works. Uh, and it makes sense why every other religion works like that, because that's how our culture works. Our culture operates on that same framework. If you want to go to apply for a job, you don't just show up and you're accepted. You have to show up and prove why you should be accepted. So you bring a resume, and you talk about your experience, and you talk about education, and you have a list of people that they can call who will support you and argue they are worthy of this position. If you want to go out on a date with somebody, you don't go to the first date <laughs> with all your idiosyncrasies and all your weirdness. No, you put your first foot forward, your best foot forward. You, you save the weirdness for a few dates down the line. You, if you're applying for a college or for a sports team, you you really want to let them know, I, am a, I, I can add to, I deserve to be there. I'm worthy of this spot. You obey, you meet the standard, and then you'll be accepted. That's how almost everything in our culture works. But it's not how Jesus works. Almost everything in culture is you obey, and then you'll be accepted. Jesus is the opposite. In fact, when it comes to Jesus... The only thing we bring to the table initially is our own sin and our own guilt, our own mistakes and our own shortcomings. And God still says, I want you. This is why the Bible says that while we were God's enemies, he died for us. While we, it wasn't just we were neutral, we were actually against him. And he said, man, I want you. This is why John, the best friend of Jesus when he walked this earth said, we love, we love, we cultivate a relationship with God. We love because he, because God first loved us. See, Christianity is different than how everything else in our culture works. It's not you obey and then you'll be accepted. You do and then you'll be loved. The message of Christianity is you are already watching this right here, right now, you are already loved. How do you know? Because God died for you. Jesus came from heaven to earth, died on a cross, rose again to cultivate a relationship with you. Last, last, last class we talked about, man, how, how do I know that God is approachable? How do I know that he wants, to, he wants a relationship with me even more than I want with him? How do I know that? You know how you know that? Because he died for you. That's how badly he wants that relationship. And so all that's left is to accept his forgiveness for your sin, to surrender your life to him, and to follow him. So that prompts two questions. Number one, have you made that decision to follow Jesus? Or are you still sort of trying to earn your way to God? Have you made that decision to follow Jesus? If not, what's holding you back? And number two, if you have made that decision to follow Jesus, are you trying to connect with God based on your own worth and your own merit and your own deserving of it? Or are you trying to connect on his grace? Because one 
you'll never achieve. And the other is available right now. Like, like if your plan is, let me just clean myself up and then I'll get to God. Sometimes we'll get into this framework and I've done it myself. Man, let me just, let me just clean myself up and, and then I'll get to God. I'll talk to people that'll say, let me just kick this addiction or let me just fix this marriage or let me just <laughs> stop cussing and then I'll come to God. If your plan is, let me just clean myself up and then I'll come to God, that will never work. You can never work your way to God, which is why God had to come to us. If we could work our way to God, Jesus would not have had to die on the cross. But he wanted a relationship with you so badly that even when you were his enemy, he says, I want him. And I'm going to die for him to bring him home and to cultivate a relationship. Two things that can be blinders in our approach to God. Number one is bad examples that need to be deconstructed. How do I view God? And why do I view him that way? Number two is bad theology, that we can come to God and cultivate a relationship, not because we're so worthy, but because of his grace and nothing else, that God looks to us and say, I loved you enough to die for you, so come.